Good morning, everybody. Today, Bezat Hashem, we'll be learning Nazir Daf Lamed Zion, and we are five lines down on Lamed Zion, Amr Aleph Andrew. Amr Abaye. Okay, we were having a discussion between Abaye and Ravdimi. The Mishnah on Lamed Dalid made the, uh, had the Rabbi Akiva's comment recorded that it happens to be that when it comes to the prohibition of wine for a Nazir, that that prohibition would even apply when not uh, the entire shear, as it were, the, not the entire kezayis or revias, not the entire amount of yain was consumed, but even when it is consumed in conjunction with something else that is mutter, it would be actually usr. It would be mitstarfen ze im ze. Um, should I get the exact lashon of Rabbi Akiva? Rabbi Akiva Omer, Okay, so that is a very important statement. That even if he put the chala inside the wine, and there is enough. Now again, of course, Machlokas Rashi Tosfos, and it's the topic of our Gemara. What is the mechanism with which this works? So let's look at this again, because this is going to be our entire daf. You're putting the chala in the wine. Okay, you're dipping it. Together, it sounds like together with the challah and the wine, you are getting a kezayis. Sounds like the challah is contributing to this kezayis, right? And that's what makes you chayiv, right? And apparently, and it seems obvious, as we've been discussing, that the wine in itself would not provide the kezayis. It could be that that, that, that's not the issue. But if, let's say, assuming that the wine is what is prov- and the bread together are necessary in order to provide the kezayis, what would be the mechanism with which that kezayis is formed in order to create the prohibition for the nazir? So, the language that Rabbi Akiva used in our Mishnah was tziruf, right? The idea of, of combining, combining mutter with asr, okay? Our daf will discuss another possibility. And that's how we begin. Maybe the mechanism of the combination, right? There's a couple ways that the mechanism of the combination could work. You could say that it's something like bittel, which is to say, you could say you have something that's mutter and something that's usr, and the thing which is usr is considered so dominant, right? Like in genetics, that that ends up being the phenotype, right? That that ends up being what we consider the entire thing in the mixture, okay? That can be a mixture issue of tziruf, or it could be what's called ta'am ke'ikr, that maybe it's because of the taste, that when something has a taste that it imparts onto the entire mixture, so a great example is wine, Right, that is infused into the challah, as it were. So the entire challah has that grape, you know, taste, and so it perhaps could be that now it's grape challah, right? And it is for that reason that we have the mechanism. It is in that way that we have the mechanism of tziruf, and it is for that reason that the entire challah would be usher. And so let's read that possibility inside. We're going to kick around these two possibilities for a blot. So you got, you got this, Barry? Here we go. I'm going to lie by it. Right, so that was the word we used already yesterday. The word is mishras. Mishras means infused. 
So from where do we know that that word in the Torah that tells you, right, that's the key word that says that the mishras of yain, that anything that's infused with wine is going to be usr. So how do we know mitzarf How do we know, Rivdimi, uh, Abaye asked Rivdimi, how do we know that, that it is going by the mechanism of combination, tziruf, of a heter combining mitzarf with iser? How do we know that that's what the Torah means when it says infusion? Perhaps, says Abaye, Dilma, perhaps, liten ta'am ke'ikr hudasa. Maybe the mechanism by which, right, the challah becomes grape challah is not through a tziruf, which is a mixture as we described, but by a ta'am ke'ikr, but by a taste issue, that that, in fact, is the mechanism, mechanism of mishras. Maybe that's what the word mishra means. Now, what will be the nafkamina? Between Mishras, in other words, what's the difference, says Andrew? Like, it's just, it's a mixture. What does the taste have to do with it? Well, taste can be very significant because if you, for example, were to take um, a boil grapes, boil wine or whatever it were, Mevushal, and then take, let's say, the water with the taste in it and then mix that with the challah, there is a way, is what I'm saying, through boiling and etc. there are ways to take the taste and extract it from something and have it such that technically, halachically, it wouldn't be considered as if that actual physical thing is there. But somehow we figured out a way to extract the taste of the wine out. And if that is the mechanism by which this mishras takes place, so then even wine-flavored water that was boiled out of the wine where it's not even considered as if there's wine there, even that would be usher for the nazar to eat because if that, if that was, in fact, the mechanism by which we used it. That's basically the halachic nafkamina. But, you know, we're yeshiva guys, so we're talking about, we want to know about the esoteric uh, abstract also. Okay, so is it tam kik or is it mitzvah? If that's the question. So says the Gemara, ula abaye. According to abaye, how does that question make sense? What the Gemara is asking now, it's interrupting Abaye's question because it wants to know, et tu Abaye? Abaye, of all people, has been the guy who thinks that the tziruf issue applies to everything. He's like, why does it, right? Because don't forget, Rabbi Yochanan made a statement yesterday that it only applies to Nazir. And now, and Abaye said, well, doesn't it apply to this? Doesn't it apply to that? And now what? Now Abaye, of all people, is the one that thinks that it's not even a tziruf altogether? It's Tom Ke'ikar? That's like the interruption here. All right, so let's read them inside. At first, he doesn't, he doesn't understand what Rav Dimi said in the name of Rav Yochanan that the combination, that the tziruf issue only applies to Nazir. And then he challenged Rav Dimi with all of these questions, right? Isn't this also tziruf? Isn't that also tziruf? And then Hadar Amalei Litan Tam Keker. And now he's turning around and he's saying that even the Nazir case is not tziruf, but rather Tam Keker. Says the Gemara, Basar the Shani Lei, yeah. This is called being intellectually honest. He asked all the kashas. He thought everything else Abaye did. Abaye thought everything else perhaps was an issue of tziruf. And then Basar the Shani Lei, once Rav Dimi answered him satisfactorily and was able to tell him, right, that it's really all that those case, those other cases were not a case of tirup. So Amalei, Dilmalit and Tom Kaker does. He says, you know what, Taka, maybe even another case isn't uh, tirup. Maybe even that is Tom Kaker. It's an amazing uh, sequence in the Gemara. 
some take out this uh, whole section in Gersos because this is really an unusual way for the Gemara to speak. We already are used to Nazar and Adarm sounding different, but the point is that this little interlude has a little insight into how the sauce is made, the intellectual honesty of Abaye. It's the Goranowitz Musa moment, which is he thought that everything was Tziruf and that it applied to more things. After having discussed it in the base matter, she thought, you know what? Maybe Tziruf isn't, in fact, the mechanism and reconsidered. Maybe it is not Tziruf, but rather Tom Kicker. Okay. So now, let's, let's dig into the question at hand. What is this Tom Kicker issue? Look at the Tanya. Well, we have a Bryce that says the following. The following. Mishras, Litan Tom Kicker. Well, that's quite explicit, Barry. <laughs> we have a Bryce that says that when the Pasuk says Mishras, it means that the mechanism is, in fact, ta'am ke'ikr. Again, ta'am is taste, ke'ikr is equivalent to the ikr or to the substance. It's a chiddish. We know that biologically, in order to have taste, there must be some particles in there, but those are not halachically considered significant, right? We consider in halacha that just the fact that it tastes, it's as if, although, of course, will you find a chronum to discuss different ways how this ta'am ke'ikr work? Of course you will, right? This is a whole sugya in you're there and everything else, right? But, be that as it may, we'll keep it simple. It means that once you taste it, it that item takes on the characteristics as if it is the thing that it tastes like, as the Bryce continues to explain. Right, this is the, I said it before, I could have waited for this Bryce. If you soaked the grapes in water, I said boiled, but let's say soaked, the grapes and water, to the point where the water became grape-flavored. Chayev, right? The, right, so, and then another drank it. Now, he's not drinking wine at all. He's not even drinking grape derivative. There is no halachically substantive thing, right, substantial grape derivative in there. It's not even chartzon, right? It's not even anything. It's not sediment. It's not residue, it's just the taste, right? Assuming right up in, in the abstract that you were able to extract only the taste, still, that grape flavored water, he'd be chayev. Now, the Brysa continues to say that this would apply <coughs> to other prohibitions in the Torah as well, right? In other words, <coughs> there's other obvious examples, right? There's a lot of Machalos asuras berry, right? It's usher to eat chazer treif. It's usher to eat kelaim. It's usher to eat orla. There's no shortage of things that are usher for us to eat, right? And in all of those things, right, you can imagine if if a taste of that was imparted into something that was mutter, if in fact you learn tam kikar and you apply it to kol tarkula, then that would be applicable to all all to all other things in the Torah. So now. Now, the question is, why are we saying that this, remember, with Tziruf, we assumed that if it was just a mixture issue, that that was only true of Nazir. That was Rabbi Yochanan's, uh, right, and Ravdimi's assertion. Now we're saying, if we're learning this Tam Ki'ikr from Mishras, we should be able to apply it to everything else. Why? Let's look at the Kalav Chomer. It says in the Brayso, Man Nazir Sheni Sur Yisur Olam. Well, Nazir has a couple of things about it that are very unique. First of all, it's a temporary it's a temporary prohibition, right? Once he's no longer a Nazir, he can become a wine connoisseur, okay? What do they call those guys? The, yeah, the Sumpalier. I knew Andrew would know that. The Ain Isur Isur Hana. Did I say that correctly? No, I don't think so. 
Okay, so manas for any olive. It's a temporary iser, right? He can go and become that thing and drink wine all day after the term is over. But any iser hana, right? Again, there's no iser hana. The 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 nazir is only allowed is only not allowed to consume wine. But he's allowed to be a wine merchant. Remember, notice I didn't say that the wine merchant was a problem. I only said that it's a problem to be a sumplalier, okay, a wine drinker. But a wine merchant, he could he could sell wine. He could be uh, Larry Franks, Vieish Heterli Suro. And on top of it, by the way, if in the middle of your Naziris, you can go to Rabbi Rose and do Sha'ela or some sort of Hataras Nadarim and get out of it. So all of these things are not true of, let's say, Kilaim, right? They're not true of something, a real Isser, what we would call a real Isser that is not imposed upon ourselves by a neder temporarily, right? But a real Isser that's actually Asr in Torah. So again, because those three aspects, right, Eni Sur La'olam, Eni Sur Hana, and Yeshetili Sur, those are all aspects that apply to Nazir, and yet still we'll say Tam Ke'ikr, right? We're still willing to say that a grape taste will be usser. If that's the case, kavachomer, right? Ma in all of those, despite all of those aspects of nazir, asa bo tam keikar, right? There we will still say the tam keikar will be usser. So certainly, all the more so, kilei karam. Let's say take the isser of kilei karam. Kilei karam is when you take, right? As we know, two different disparate uh, minim and you uh, that are not allowed to be grown together, and you grow them together. You're not allowed to do that in your vineyard. So that's Isur and Isur Olam, right? Once you have that hybrid uh, thing, the Kalayim, that is never allowed to be eaten. You know, there's never, there's no term limit on that. But Isur and Isur Ana, in fact, they're Asr Bahana, they ain't Heter Isuran. And you can't undo that. You can't, right, unentangle those entangled Kalayim. So that is, in fact, all, on all three accounts, it's three strikes. And so it's so much more Chamer than the Isur. We're not therefore because it's on three separate in three separate ways. more than than the iser wine is to the nazir. Would it not stand to reason therefore that tam keikar would apply to kilayakaram as well, like a food flavored by kilayakaram? Right, you take kilayim and you have and you soak it in water and you have that flavoring. Would that not be usher as well? And by the way, who hadin orla bishtaim. Here the Barisa makes a comment that this would be true of Orla also. Orla is fruit, right? Any any tree that you plant, the first three years, as the Torah explicitly says, is an Isser of Orla, Midoraisa. And on the fourth year, you could start eating it. Now here it says, Huadin la Orla Bishtaim. What that means is two out of these three um, Chumras apply to Orla. Which two? Well, there's an Isser Anna with Orla. And there's Ain Heter. You can't undo Orla. Difference with Orla is that there is a term limit, meaning by the fourth year, uh, you can already, but re- you can already have it. Now, the truth is, that's not really true of the fruits of the second and the third year, right? Those are also forever. It's true just that the tree eventually, you know, matures out of it. And so when it means, right, when, when there's that heter, ultimately in the end, that term limit is applying to the tree, but not the fruit. But be that as it may, right, that during, even, even with two out of three, it's more chamar certainly in two ways than the Isser of Yain to the Nazir, and therefore it should be Asr Batam Kikr as well. Okay. So so that's the assertion of the that's the assertion of the Brisa that 
The question is, should it also be usher in kol kula? And that, in fact, is kind of a question because we said within Rabbi Kiva that this whole thing, this, right? Do you see the question, Barry? The question is that Rabbi Akiva made it sound like this was unique, or at least that's how we understood, that this isser of combination, be it via Tziruf, or be it via Tom Ke'ikar, we assume that it was unique to Nazir. And so now the question we're asking is, well, if it's Tom Ke'ikar, why would it be unique to Nazir? If it's Tom Ke'ikar, why shouldn't it apply to Kolatara Kula? And that seems to fly in the face of the Tziruf. Okay, so let's see. So, uh, of the Tamki Iker approach. So it says the Gemara, Mirbanan, one of the, right, uh, Yeshiva Bachars in the base matter, said to Abaye, Rabbi Abo, when Rabbi Abo made a statement, Rabbi Akiva, who is referring to Rabbi Akiva. In other words, Rabbi Akiva uses the word, Tam, right, Tamki Iker, or the word Mishras, rather. He uses the word Mishras in the Torah, right, uh, to teach you that it's Tziruf. Not to teach you that it's Tom Kaker. If it is in fact Tziruf, that's different. In other words, our Brysa disagrees with Rabbi Akiva. Right? So our Brysa thinks that it is Mishras. But that, that's really the question here. Remember, the beginning of the Brysa says, the Chetetanya Mishras Litein Tom Kaker. Okay, let, let me correct myself for a second, because we're going to get into that issue of, of, uh, of uh, the singularity of Nazir versus other Isurim. I got a little caught up in that aspect of the b'risa. Let me backtrack for one second and clarify. The real question here right now, sorry, I got ahead of myself. The real question here is that the b'risa says explicitly that mishras means tam ke'ikar, that's all. I'm sorry, right? Mishras litin tam ke'ikar was how the b'risa started, right? So our b'risa explicitly said that mishras, when it, the Torah says mishras, it means tam ke'ikar, okay? Now, Rabbi Akiva, in the language of the Mishnah, this is the question. In the language of the Mishnah, used the word what? Tziruf. Right? He made it sound like it was not an issue of Tom Kaker. It was an issue of Tziruf. Right? That was the actual word that Rabbi said. He said, Rabbi Kiva, my Rafilu Sharapito, behind Vieshba, Kedelet Sarev. Right? Kedelet Sarev, Kazayas, doesn't sound at all like Tom Kaker. It sounds like the combination principle. So, one way of saying it, one of the rabbis said in the base Medrash that no, that Rabbi Kiva and the Bryce have simply are of two different opinions. Rabbi Kiva holds that it's an issue of Tziruf, and the Brysa holds that it's an issue of Tom Kaker, clearly. Oh, okay, so now we have to find out if, in fact, the Brysa holds, right, that if we have a Brysa that, that teaches you that Mishras is, in fact, going by, working by the mechanism of Tom Kaker, where is Rabbi Kiva's source that Mishras works by Tziruf? Okay, so now we're back on track. Says the Gemara, hey, Rabbi Kiva, what is the source, right, of Rabbi Kiva, and where do we know that this is in fact his shita? So says the Gemara, let's say, you can, if you're going to say that's Rabbi Kiva, we're learning it from our Mishnah. Why? This is a straight copy-paste quote of our Mishnah on Lamedalad, right? In other words, if you're going to say, based on the language of our Mishnah, that certainly doesn't sound like Tom Keikar, it just sounds like Tzirif. After all, he uses the word Letzarif. Yeshbukadei Letzarif Kazais. Chayev. If you're going to say that it's the language of Rikiva and Mishnah that leads us to believe that the mechanism is Tzirif and not Tom Keikar, umimai. Well, why would you think, asks the Gemara, that when he says Yeshbukadei Letzarif, then he means Dafka that it has to be specifically by the Tzirif principle? Dilma, hu de'ika Kazais be'ina. Maybe. 
when Rabbi Akiva uh, suggests his halacha, he's only talking about when there's an actual kazayas of wine absorbed in the bread, right? And therefore, there's no tziruf at all. Well, wait a minute. An actual kazayas of wine absorbed in the bread? Well, now you've had a kazayas of wine. What are you talking about? Says the Gemara, v'chitema, my lemeimar. And if you could ask, what are you talking about? In other words, what would be the chiddush? If you have a kazayas of wine, then of course it's aser. Maybe the point of mentioning a case, in other words, what would be, what would Rabbi Kiva even be teaching our mission if he's teaching you in a case where you actually dunked a challah in a kazayas worth, right? The, we're going to have kazayas and revias over here. So the point is to um, exclude the Tanakama. Why? Because the Tanakama says, the Amar Achi Yishti Revias Yain. The Tanakama says that you have to drink an actual Revias Yain as a Nazir in order to be Chayiv. And Rabbi Kiva makes a point that the quantity to be chayiv is not a revius, rather, right, a kezayis. That's a little complicated. How does a liquid become a kezayis? And what is the difference between a kezayis and a revius? I mean, obviously, one is a liquid. We would think of one as a liquid measure and one is a solid measure. However, the Gemara and Psachim and Daf Mem Dalad and Bez explains the difference between an Isser Kezayis and Isser Revius. But be that as it may, for purposes of simplicity, what we're talking about is the Rebbe Kiva has perhaps only one very sort of localized point, which is that the Isser for the Nazir would be a Kezayis and not a Revius. That's how the Gemara Mpsachim explains this point. Okay? But, if that's the case, if you're really going to say that, so then, well, now you've lost uh, the... Right, now you've lost the inference of our Mishnah. Because our Mishnah implied, it used Lashon Mitzarif. So it implied that the way the challah and the grape juice mixed together was via this mechanism of Tziruf. Okay, well once you've lost that, we don't have a source of Rabbi Kiva holding that the mechanism is in fact of Tziruf. Right, if you're going to say that it was a full Kazayis of Yain, there is no Tziruf necessary. So the Gemara says, no. El Rabbi Kiva de Brisa. Rabbi Kiva himself had a Brisa. So again, we just quoted a Brisa that said that the mechanism with which this becomes usher is Tam Ke'ika. But Rabbi Kiva has a different b'risa. What's that b'risa say? The Tanya? Rabbi Kiva Omer? Yeah. <laughs> Rabbi Kiva has a b'risa where he himself is quoted. Right? So it's his own, it's his own, he's a Tana, right? So it's his own shita. That Nazir Shashar Pizza B'yayin V'achal Kazayis Mipas U'miyayin Chayiv. A Nazir that soaked his bread and wine and he ate a, this is explicit now, he ate an amount where the bread and the yain together combined to form a kazais, that's when he's chayev. So that is a straight up indication that in fact it is tziruf, uh, that is the mechanism of Rabbi Kiva. And so we have two possibilities. How does this wine-soaked challah become also to the nazir, either through tziruf or through ta'am ke'ikr? Okay, so now let's see. If that's what Rabbi Kiva holds with respect, this is going back to what I got ahead of myself before. If that, in fact, is what Rabbi Kiva holds, that it's certainly tziruf, that is the mechanism that makes it usur, how would this, how would this apply to other isurim, right? Because we had a brace that says Tom Kaker should apply to Orla, it should apply to Kalaim. What would Rabbi Kiva say about tziruf? So, this is 12 lines up from the bottom of Lam's item. Rabbi Kiva, the Kamokim Lelahai, the Chol Mishras, Laheter, Mitzdarf, Leisur. Going to Rabbi Kiva who holds that Mishras, that that infusion is going by mechanism of Tziruf, Tam Where would he know the halacha of Tam Ke'ikr? 
right? Again, according to the Brisa, Mishras teaches you the halacha of Tam Kiyakar, and then you apply it to everything else. According to Rabbi Akiva, Mishras doesn't teach you Tam Kiyakar. It teaches you Dafka Tziruf. Says the Gemara, where does Rabbi Kiva learn Tam Kiyakar? Yalaf me basar b'chalaf. He knows the principle. In other words, everybody agrees that the principle of Tam Kiyakar exists. The question is, where does the source? So according to Rabbi Kiva, who doesn't have a source in Mishras, he has to learn from somewhere else. It's from basar b'chalaf. How so? Because says the Gemara, Lav Tam Ba'almahu Ve'asr. In other words, milk, we uh, assume that even if all you had was the flavor of the milk, Tam Ba'alma, it would still be Asr. Oh, really, the real way to, to read this is Lav Tam Ba'almahu Ve'asr. Would you not agree, right, that if a piece of meat absorbed milk, right, and then the milk disappeared, the absorption is halachically considered as if the milk is no longer banned, right? It's not actually there. It's just inside the meat as a taste. And then would you say, Andrew, that you could cook that meat? The answer is you, everybody would agree that you cannot. In other words, los vashel gedi mo doesn't just mean you take the meat and put it in a giant pot of milk and boil the whole thing up. It actually could mean that even if you had meat that soaked up milk, and then it was all laying there just as a slab of meat. You couldn't cook that either. Well, that certainly seems to be an application of the idea of tam kicker, right? Because luckily we assume as if the milk is not substantive. So hachanami loshna. So here too, with regards to all other yisurim, there's no difference that tam should be considered kicker. Okay, so now the rabbanon, right, who hold that tam kicker is learned from mishras, why do they not learn it from basar v'chalav? So we say. Well, they don't want to learn it from Basar B'chalav. Why? Because Basar B'chalav is a chiddush. It's a unique halacha that is unlike other things. How so? My chiddush, I asked the Gemara, what's unique about Basar B'chalav? Well, look at this. Well, one possibility is you could say, well, it's Miller is cheese, right? Totally kosher. It's meat from Wassermans and Lumbergers. So that's kosher too. So what's the problem? Two positives, two kosher things could never be a negative thing. That's quite a chiddush. I've said it often. I was in Rav Shech Everybody said a double negative is not, right? It's not uncommon. That's a double negative is a positive. But he said, but some, there's always a, a weird guy that's not really in the shear that just kind of like wanders in and says weird things. That was always the case. I think, I assume it's still the case. And he said, but you know, there's never a two positives that make a negative. And so Rav Shech said, yeah, yeah. Isn't that funny? Okay, Andrew, it's too early. I'm sorry. Okay, so anyway, the point is that the point is that you have two positives, and that's a chiddush. Two positives, basar and chalav, two kosher things. You put it together, boom, it's a chiddush. Okay, well, kilayim nami. Well, that's not such a chiddush, right? Because it says the Gemara, kilayim also. You're taking two, right, things that you're planting, and they're both fine. And yet, when you put them together, it's the mixture that's usher, not the each individual thing. Right? Each one individually is mutter, but the mixture is usher. So that can't be what is the novelty of basar v'chalav. That can't be why the Rabbanon don't learn, right, tam from basar v'chalav. No. The Chiddush is like this. Then even if you soak the milk, the meat in the milk for a whole day, it's still mutter. Right? In other words, the assumption here is that the Trihal and Shlita would give you, maybe not Mida Rabbanon, but Mida Araisa, he could give you a Starke Heksher on meat that was soaking in a cold tub of, of milk all day. When's the Yasser? 
The iser would be to actually cook it. That's when it becomes usr. Mido araisa. Mido araban, we don't allow this, obviously, but mido araisa, that, that, and that, in fact, is a chiddush, right? That it could be there all day, and yet, as long as it's cold and not cooked together, it would be mutter. So then the Gemara asks, Rabbi Kiva, nami basar of chiddush. Wait, so why does Rabbi Kiva allow himself, in light of this chiddush of basar v'chalav, why does he allow himself to learn Tom Kekah from basar v'chalav? Ella, you know what? Good point. The source Rabbi Kiva cannot be Basar V'chalav. Rather, it must be, as we turn to Lanzayin with Beis, Yelf mi gi'ule ovde kachavim. Gi'ule, like you know how galas kalim, like the flavor of ovde kachavim, as we know. When something uh, is cooked in a pot, you have a certain amount of flavor absorbed in it. Therefore, you can't take, right? This is what we do, right? We have to kosher utensils to come because of the non-kosher flavor, right? If you inherit like some somebody who doesn't keep kosher, yeah, or you have to, right? You have to boil it out, so to speak. Right? What was the context here? Right? That you have to boil it all out, right? It's talking about when they we captured Midyan and we had to take and we took all their pots and pans. That was Hagalas Kalim, right? We had to boil it all out. Lememra de Asire. Well, that certainly implies why would you even have to do that? Why would you have to ever do that? There's nothing in there, right? You clean the pots and pans. Why would you have to do Hagalas Kalim? The answer is obviously there's an issue, an issue of Tom absorption into Kalim. That's the source for Yerbi Akiva, right? So, in other words, Lememra de Asire. So we say, Gila of the Kachavim, Lav Taim, Ba'amahu. Right? There's no other way of saying it. The only thing that Kiyulei of the Chavim could be is that it's Tam in there. The Asir. And yet, there's an Isser unless you boil it out. So, Achanami lo So, here too. Right? With regards to everything else, it's the, with regards to Nadir, Naziris, and everything else, it's going to be a Tam Ke'ikr issue. And it is there that we learn the concept of Tam Ke'ikr. Okay, so now it says the Gemara, Lerbananami tepeklumi Igiulei of the Chavim. So, Lerbanan are aware of Hagalas Kalim. They know about taking the Tom out of the Ovedek Chavim. Why do they have to learn Tom Kaker from us, from, from Mishra? So Amar Leis, so the Gemara says, yeah, that the Gemara says, Hasam Chidashu. He, Amar Leis, means Ravashi said to Ravacha, right, the following, that there, in the case of the Midianites, there is in fact a Chidash indeed. Why was the Chidash? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You inherit something, you buy pots and pans in a garage sale, and you want to know, can you kosher it? Right? Can you be tovelet as a kosher? What's the rabbi going to ask you every single time? Is it a ben yomo? Right? He's going to ask you every single time whether it's been used for the last 24 hours. That's always significant. Why is it significant? We're not learning you're there now, but the reason is because no sin tam lif gam. Because even within the context of tam ke'ikr, right, tam has to be one of a positive additive thing. But once it becomes spoiled, as it were, right, it is at that point nosentam lifgam, and it is no longer usr. Okay, that's true in kolatarakula, right? The habakolatarakula nosentam lifgam mutter. Once it's past the point of spoilage, it is no longer usr. But we have no such restriction in the Midianites. In other words, you could have, you could have captured the Midianites in June and not taking their pots and pans until the following January, you'd still have to do Agalas Kalim, even though certainly it would be nice and time of come. So because there's a Chiddush in the Tom Kiyakar aspect of the Midianites, we do not want to use them as 
the source of Tam Ke'ikr. So why did Rabbi Akiva ask the Gemara not have a problem using that as a source of Tam Ke'ikr? Well, Rabbi Akiva, Nami a Chiddush, right? Rabbi Akiva all knows that it's a Chiddush. So why is he willing to use it as a source? Amr Vuna Baruchia, Laos Torah Lekader Bas Yoma. Right? That in the case that it's not true that you could use, that you would have to do a gala on the, on the midnight utensils a month later. It is only usher to use the pot or whatever of the Midianites that day. The lav nos and tam kamhu, because in that first day it is in fact. So in other words, Rabbi Kiva would have to hold that this idea of a galus kelim in fact did only apply in the first day. Well, if that's the case, then it's like everything else, and therefore you can use it to learn all the other aspects of tam keikar. However, now the question's back on the rabbanon. Well, if that was a regular case of Tom Kicker. This is classic. This is why we love Gemara. We're switching back and forth. No stone remains unturned. Verbanon, what are they going to do? It becomes a very localized machlokas. What is the issue of the Kader Bas Yoma? Right? This, Rabbi Kiva would say that the Kader Bas Yoma is Tom Kicker, real Tom. The Rabbanon would say that even if you captured the utensils in the morning, by the afternoon, it's already gross, right? Like, would you eat a banana that you peeled in the morning? Would you eat that in the afternoon? Some decay is going on, and therefore, even then, right, it's impossible that it didn't spoil even a little bit, and therefore, it is still a chiddush. It's too much of a chiddush for the Rabbanon to use as a source for everything, other aspect of Tom Kikar. So now, 12 lines down, um, at the almost symbolic time, 612, I was going to ask, uh, uh, how are you going to limit, this is where I jumped ahead to before, amazingly, Andrew. How are you going to, are you going to limit this to Nazir or not? Because going back to Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan's assertion that all of this Tziruf Tam Keiker Hak has to do only with the Nazirs. From the Rabbanan, let's, let's infer the following according to Rabbi Kiva's Shita. Lav Amir Banan. Do the Rabbanon not say, hi, Mishra's Litan Tom Kaker? So we just laid it all out, right? The Rabbanon hold that Mishra's hold it means Tom Kaker. And from there, this is the question that we asked from the Brysa Barry. I got ahead of myself. We said, and, and you noticed it, and you were giving me the eye, Barry. You were saying, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Didn't Rabbi Ochanan, the whole time yesterday, when we were learning that this tziruf only apply, uh, applies to Nazir, Rabbi Yochanan's tziruf only applies to Nazir. Then we started talking today about Tom Kaker, and we say, oh, and that applies to Kola Torah Kula. Well, if Mishras means tziruf, and it only applies to Nazir, as Rabbi Yochanan says, so then, if, so then that's fine. But then if Mishras means Tom Kaker, why you ta- why, how would Rabbi Yochanan handle that? According to the Rabbana, does he think that Tom Kaker also only applies to Nazir the way tziruf does? So that's what we're asking now, right? So again, so he says, so let's say there are abundant, we say, Mishra says, Tom Kaker. So, and from there, we already just discussed that that applies to all these certain. Well, according to the way we're explaining Rabbi Kiva, that Mishra does not mean Tom Kaker, but it means Heter Mitzdarf Leser. So Rabbi Yochanan should hold similarly which he does not hold, but he should also hold that Tzirif should apply the Cholis and Shabbatara. Why are we blowing up this Tam Ke'ikar and keeping the Tzirif localized? It doesn't make any sense. It's the same source, Mishras. It's just Machlokas as to what Mishras means. But why, this, why should there be this massive disparity as to what the application is? Sarvashi says, The issue is that if you hold that Nazir, because Nazir has a parallel, that's the point. 
that Tsiruf has a parallel. Once you have a parallel, so then that's Shteksuvim Barik Echad. And we have a massively important principle that when you have a halacha that's brought up in only one example in the Torah, you can apply it L'chola Torah Kula. But once you have a second example, Barry, that second example uh, serves not to reinforce the halacha. No, no, no. On the contrary, it serves to say only these two things. That's to- called Shteksuvim Barik Echad, we only then say that that halacha is limited to those two psukin and not to call it Torah Kula. And that's what's at play here because after all, as the, as the Gemara continues to explain, once you have two psukim teaching you the same principle, then you know that that principle is only applicable to those two psukim and not to the rest of the Torah as follows. Nazir Hadamar. Nazir we say, right? That that idea that, that Mishras means Tziruf, right? And that's the difference because apparently there's another, there is no other example of Tom Ke'ikar, according to the sheet of the Mishras, means Tom Ke'ikar, and therefore you could spread it out the Chola Torah Kula. But there is another example of Tziruf. And once there's a second example of Tziruf, it's limited. What's that second example? Chatas. Chatas Mahi, what's the example of Chatas? The Tanya. We have the Bryce as follows. The Torah has a Pasuk regarding the carbon Chatas. It says, whatever touches it should become, right, Mekudish. Yochal Afilu Shalob Bala. You would think that that's even if it's not absorbed. Talmud Lomar Biv Sarah, right? So the Torah says Biv Sarah means that that it has to be absorbed. However, Yikdash Lios Kamoha, but Yikdash means that it takes on fully the characteristics of it to be treated like it. Shim Psula Hi Yipasel. So if you disqualify the Chatas in some way, so let's say you have a Chatas right mixed with a Shlamim. So the Shlamim is Kachik Kalim, and the Chatas is Kachik Kachim. Kachik Kalim, Kachik and Kachik Kachim are treated in different ways. They're treated different ways in terms of where you can eat it, in terms of how long you can eat it. Without getting into details now, the point is that when they are absorbed one into the other, you are going to actually have to go lechumra in all in all aspects, and actually would be puzzled to eat it out of those boundaries. Okay. That's what it means. You have to be machmir in all directions. So verabanan. So wait a minute. So that, that's the issue, okay? So that's the other example of Tziruf, apparently, okay? That's not a Tamki Iker issue, that's a Tziruf. Let's assume that that's the case, that the Chattas is a case of Tziruf. So once you have that, that's Shteak Suvim Bam Kechad. So Verabonan, wait, wait, do they not, are they not aware of the Chattas? And what are they going to say? Um, so, so he says like this. In other words, the other aspect of it is, if you say, in fact, that the Chattas is a Tziruf, then the Verabonan should learn the tzir from the chatas says the gemara tzrichi. They need both psukim, right? From them, they don't hold that shteik suvim bam keachad. They need both the chatas and the nazir. Why? Because rochmana gabe chatas hava mina nazir lo asimina, right? Because if you only learn chatas, you you would necessarily assume nazir mishum de nazir mikachim lo yafinu. You can't learn nazir from kachin because kachim are a totally different topic. Because rochmana gabe nazir hava mina nazir lo yafinu mishum de chamir isure. When it comes to Nazir, even grape seed derivatives are also. That's not, so basically, Kachim and Nazir are not alike. And it is for that reason that we need both Psukim. However, Bikiva would say, Why do you need both? I understand. If you only, um, if you only, uh, it is true that if you only learned Chatas, you would not assume Nazir. Because you can't, we're so machmir with kachim, you can't apply it to chulin. 
However, Nazir, we would have learned from. Because we can learn everything from Nazir. In other words, he doesn't think Chatzron is such a big deal. So we'll resume tomorrow from Vera Banan, which is approximately 10 lines up from the bottom of Lamed Zayin Amad Bez.